0: Welcome to Satisfied, where our aim is to behold the glory of God. I'm Nick Jackson, pastor of Timberline Baptist Church in Lacey, Washington.
1: And this is Bobby Gaither, pastor of Hope Fellowship in Hillsboro, Oregon. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about Palm Sunday. What in the world is Palm Sunday? Maybe some of you are thinking... <laughs> uh, <laughs> We were kind of wondering the same thing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, growing up, though, I did not go to a church that um, that I recall. I could be wrong. If we did celebrate Palm Sunday, I was too young to understand it. Uh, it really wasn't until much later um, that I began to understand what Palm
0: Sunday was. Nick, how about you? I mean, we had the skits on on Sunday Palm Sunday, where the people ran around with the palm branches. People are in the white togas running up and down the aisles in the church. And, and, you know, the, 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 people yelling Hosanna to the son of David. So, I mean, we had that kind of stuff happening. Um, I, I don't know. I think our churches, the churches, I think I was a part of probably did a good job emphasizing it. Um, yeah, I, I think so. And I mean, I'm not always into the skits and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes I think they're a little, a <laughs> little crazy, but I mean, apparently I still remember them. So maybe, maybe that's a good thing. You know, I think Timberline
1: Baptist would really appreciate it if you, if I preach. you in preached the toga your palms,
0: yes, <laughs> Man, that's, that's an awesome idea. <laughs> uh, it's, it's I think it's of, out in the dry cleaning right now, so I, I don't know if I can get to that.
1: That's part of participating in the church calendar, Nick. The church
0: calendar. Right. Um well, could it, we, uh, could we, like, Skype you into our service tomorrow to see you in your, you know, toga? You know, I'm leading worship tomorrow, and
1: so uh, it, it just doesn't fit well with the guitar. Oh, yeah, you don't uh, want the chord to, like,
0: catch and yeah, raise up the... Catch on the sash, <laughs> if you're exactly, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. God, weird. Oh, but oh, hey, dude. we do need to let everyone know what we're doing right now. Yes, we should. Uh, So, Bobby and I normally, we we drive to one another, normally I drive to him, of course, Uh, but this time, uh, neither one of us thought that we could make it towards each other, so we are actually, he's at his his place, I'm at my place, and we're recording online, and we're going to figure out how to kind of put these things together, and hopefully it all works well, so we're trying something new, we're using Blue Yeti microphones, and yeah, it's kind of fun. And someone paid more money for their microphone than I did. Yes. Yes, I did. And I regret <laughs> it at every moment. Bobby is, is much wiser than I am. <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, let's talk about what
1: is Palm Sunday. So, okay. yeah, you, you, why? Why all the branches? What, what are they commemorating? What are they celebrating in Palm Sunday? What's going on there?
0: Well, uh, do, you, do we want to read the text or do we want to wh- – what are you thinking? How about let's read the text and then let's talk about it a little bit and then we'll get into why is that okay? It? All right, let's do it. So how about how about I'm just going to read. We're going to do Matthew 21. I'm going to read and then I'm going to stop ah. at some point. And your your <laughs> trick is to know when to start. Uh, so it's like popcorn, but I'm not going to say popcorn. All right, Matthew 21.
1: Say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, humble, and mounted on a donkey, say, on a colt. the full really good there. The full abyss of- <laughs> We're reading scripture, man. Come Sorry. On. <laughs> Keep going. Verse 6. <laughs> the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed him. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them.
0: To, to pick up at any moment If you had stopped reading <laughs> <laughs> That was prepped Oh my goodness I can see it
1: coming Did you ever have in middle school Yes, I'm going back to middle school uh, Like video announcements did, you know, where there was like a video class that, that came on for like five minutes a day and gave school
0: announcements. So you had like TVs in your school? No, we I, had TVs I, in I our school. I was kind school. of in a ghetto part of <laughs> <laughs> ghetto. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you could say that about where I lived. Uh, but no, we had no TVs and, so, and no video announcements. Uh, we barely had speakers, you know, that worked throughout the whole, whole school. So we
1: had uh, these these two gals who would do announcements often, and they would say every other word of the announcement. So they would literally really? they'd be reading. They'd be like, I'd say now, and you say when, and they say they. It was ridiculous, man. Yeah, we should try <laughs> that.
0: Did you go to a school, like um, like high school musical?
1: Dude, my life is a musical. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> That's All amazing. right,
1: man. Let's let's get back on topic here. Okay,
0: Palm Sunday. Wait, wait. Wha- what what song summarizes your life? Oh gosh. Just quick. First thing that comes uh, to your mind. Semi charm life.
1: I don't know why because I've never done drugs, but
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be an interview later. We'll have.
1: <laughs> okay. Here okay, we go. Here we go. Um, Palm Sunday, what is it? Okay, so what do we just read? Jesus is on a donkey. He rides on a donkey coming down from Bethage, Bethphage, uh, from the Mount of Olives. And here are all these people, his disciples, and then the crowd. Why why, first of all, why is there a crowd? Well, it's Passover, right? So all of, all of the people of the Jews are coming to Jerusalem. I mean, this is one of the most, uh, this, this is one of the three feasts that God commands his people to keep, to travel to Jerusalem. Uh, by the way, I can't see you, so if you're making faces at me, um, you just have to say something. Uh, so Jerusalem is buzzing with people, and here comes Jesus, this rabbi from Nazareth of Galilee, on a colt. And people are throwing palm branches down before him. And they're hailing him as the Messiah. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the son of David. The son of David. Other, that's other meth-
0: people say Hosanna, but you know, just saying.
1: Hosanna, Hosanna. Actually, Hoshana is what I said earlier when we missed, uh, messed up the earlier recording. Yeah. Um, uh, but what's happening here is they're heralding Jesus as their Messiah. <laughs> And there's key elements here uh, that are that are fulfilling scripture, right? Right. Uh, so the palm branches that represents kingship. In fact, palm palm fronds uh, were um,
0: those outlawed are palm branches for the rest palm of branches. us. Also,
1: yes, for the people who <laughs> yeah. us uneducated folk. Palm branches, just palm trees. Uh, they were throwing palm fronds down, palm branches down. That represented kingship. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't lay palm branches down for anyone else but a king. So they're declaring Jesus their Messiah and their king. That's why they're saying the son of David, the Jewish, they're the, the king of Israel. Um, what else is happening? Jesus is riding on a donkey, right? Donkey, not a war horse. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Nick? Why, what what's important about
0: the donkey? Uh, so, so the Jewish mindset at that time was that a Messiah would come, and he would bring them. Uh, bring them freedom and victory over oppression. And the Jews, of course, thought at that time, because uh, they were under Roman rule, that the biggest problem they had was the fact that uh, they were under the rule of the Romans. And so they were expecting the Messiah to come on a mighty war horse where he would triumphantly destroy the enemies and once again uh, bring Jerusalem, bring Israel, bring all of Zion to uh, really back to the time of David. What they really wanted to do was go back to King David to King Solomon when Israel was the was the major power of the day. And so that's what they were looking forward to. They were they they had a backwards mindset and they saw Rome is our biggest problem. We need a king to bring liberation to us so we can go back to the time of David and the time of Solomon. And, of course, what's—and so when Jesus comes on a donkey, it fulfills Scripture, for one, Zechariah 9, 9, I think it is— But Jesus has come for a way different mission. And in fact, when you begin to look at what comes after Jesus enters into Jerusalem is that he will do the cleansing of the temple. So Jesus goes in the temple, and uh, those who are there, what would happen is people would come sometimes from quite a distance, and they wouldn't be able to bring animals with them. And so they would buy animals at the temple so they could perform their sacrifices, uh, which was totally legitimate. There's nothing wrong with that. However, uh, the guys who are selling are ripping everyone off. They're they're charging everyone four times, eight times, ten times the normal price. So no longer was it about worship and about sacrifice and honoring to God. It was a way to make money. So Jesus comes in, flips tables, takes a whip, and starts beating people. Uh, so just causes this whole chaotic scene, um, which is indicative of the fact that the biggest problem Israel has, the biggest problem that we all have, is not uh, is not someone else, is not some outside rule in government but it's the fact that we are sinners. And in fact, even after the cleansing of the temple, we have this episode where Jesus will, will curse a fig tree. And he curses a fig tree because he comes to it in the time where it is to bear fruit and it has no fruit. And he says, and, and, and so he curses the fig tree. And in essence, the fig tree represents all of Israel. It does not bear fruit. And therefore, uh, it it experiences this uh, cursing and is withered, all revealing and symbolically showing the spiritual health of Israel, which uh, they're in desperate need of salvation through Jesus Christ, yet they do not know that. And so that's kind of what's happening while when we're seeing that he comes in on a donkey, he is He's coming in a humble means in a way way different than what was expected because he's coming to accomplish a mission far greater than what they were aware of. Well, let me, and let me read real quick that, um, that Zechariah nine passage is, is, is,
1: is, let me read it real quick. Uh, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, your king is coming to you righteous and having salvation is he humble. And mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the fool of a donkey. And then he continues, I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem. And the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall speak peace to the nations. His rule shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: It's it's just, it's phenomenal. In fact, it continues. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. For I have bent Judah as my bow. I have made Ephraim its arrow. I will stir up your sons, O Zion, against your sons, O Greece, and wield you like a warrior's sword. It's so, here he is coming to bring peace, but not on a war horse, on a donkey, and cutting off. says cutting off the war horse from Jerusalem. Yeah, the battle bow shall be cut off. So it's it's peace,
0: but not through war. Well, not through it, any physical war. Yes. Um. But, I mean, definitely there is a, a war being fought. There's a battle. Absolutely. And it is, it is one of, of spiritual nature. And I don't know, so, that, you know, one important thing, especially when you're coming through the book of Matthew, is to see the word fulfilled. All throughout the book of Matthew, we read, Scripture is fulfilled, Scripture is yeah. fulfilled, Scripture is fulfilled. Matthew is very intent on wanting us to see that Jesus is not just randomly doing things. Um, this is not some chaotic uh, just mission that he is on, but he is on a very strategic mission in which he is coming in obedience to God, and he is fulfilling Old Testament Scripture, which yeah. when you come into the Gospels and you read, fulfilled, 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 it really shows that the Bible is is really this one story, that all the way back in, in the garden, when it talks about one day the seed of a, wo- a woman will, will crush the head of the serpent, and we start looking for this serpent crusher all the way through the book, all the way through the books of the Old Testament, is that it's all leading us to Jesus. It's one story. Uh, so that's one thing I, I really like as we come here and we begin to just look at Matthew especially, is just seeing that word fulfilled. So,
1: In in some of my uh, commentaries that I've read about the fig tree, and tell me if you've read this before. We should have discussed this beforehand. Um, It's much more fun this way. (laughs) It's like playing Russian roulette here (laughs) with the Bible What's he gonna say next? What's he gonna say? Um, uh, What I recall is that they liken the fig tree to the temple ministry. Yeah. So the the ministry of the temple. which should bear fruit. Uh, and, and the cursing of the fig tree and the withering of the fig tree is symbolic of what's going to happen to the temple. Because 40, 40 years later, uh, the temple is destroyed. Uh, 40 years later, temple, temple ministry of the Jews is ended. Um, and, and that's actually the, the whole book of John points to uh, a, a new people, a new temple, right where this, where the spirit of God will dwell, and that yeah. new temple is us, that new temple is it 's the new covenants coming
0: well, and i think I think to realize that when when you talk of the temple, the temple is representative of the spiritual condition of Israel, so yes. what happens in the temple is in essence is what is what is the mm-hmm. view and what is the health. Of all of Israel, um, so yeah, I totally agree that the temple, when we're coming and cursing the fig tree, uh, looking at the temple, that that is referring to the the spiritual health of all of Israel, and the fact that Jesus comes and flips tables and curses, and the fig tree doesn't have fruit, um, it just shows this is where Israel is. Um, Israel's biggest problem, our biggest problem, uh, the world's biggest problem, is not. It's not someone else. It's the fact that we have sin in our heart, and and we need we need salvation. We need forgiveness, which of course only comes through Jesus. Which is which is what we're at here in Passion Week. Jesus yeah. has come, and He's doing His mission. And if we can kind of step back for a moment now, uh, I, I just want to talk for a moment on on the weight that this week actually is mm-hmm. in the Gospels. Uh, we're Um, we were looking at it earlier. Uh, This, when Jesus comes into Jerusalem, plays a massive role in each of the gospel uh, messages, like in Matthew. uh, It's in chapter 21 that he comes into the temple. Well, that's from there to the end of the book, we're in Jerusalem, which is a fourth of the book. Mark chapters 11 through 16, which is a third of the book, is all about this last week of Jesus' life. Luke 19 through 24, which is about a, a fifth of the book, is um, or a sixth of the book, is all about Jesus' uh, last week. And of course, John 13 to 21 is all about this last week of Jesus, and so uh, w- whether it's uh, you know, a third, fourth, a fifth, or almost half of one of the gospel messages. uh, It's all about this last week of Jesus's life. And in fact, what I really like is in Luke chapter nine, verse 51 and 53, it says that Jesus set his face to Jerusalem. And so um, in the halfway through the book of Luke, Jesus says, I'm going to jerusalem and i think it's about three times i I don't have them all written down i think one of them is is luke 18 uh but what, what is it luke 18 i think i wrote it down somewhere maybe luke 18 31 where jesus where jesus says his mission is to go uh to jerusalem where he will be crucified where he'll be killed uh luke uh 18:31 says, and taking the twelve, he said to them, "See, we're going to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished." Notice, there's all this fulfillment. This isn't Jesus randomly doing things, but he's accomplishing that which has been said before in the prophets. In verse 32, it says, "He will be delivered over to the Gentiles; he will be mocked, shamefully treated, and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise." So there's like three times Jesus says that on his way to Jerusalem. So Jesus knew 100% exactly what he was doing, uh, what was going to happen uh, to him when he was going to Jerusalem. And in fact, uh, it's in, was it Matthew 16, where it's at this point, Peter's like, hey, Jesus, This isn't a good thing. You can't go to Jerusalem and be killed. And so he begins to rebuke him, which Jesus then turns and rebukes Peter and basically says, Peter, by defying what I am trying to do, you are putting yourself in the place of Satan. And so he says to him, get behind me, Satan, Uh, which is just this powerful passage of, of seeing uh, the mission of Jesus, the role of Jesus, and that anything that seeks to hinder Christ from coming yeah. to uh, to the cross where he will die and rise again is really an, an agent of Satan or really the embodiment of Satan himself. And so, uh, well, what I lied- the hour. Oh, go
1: ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say that's the hour for which he, he has come. And that's part of what we've been talking about in the book of John. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, Jesus' brothers were telling him in John seven, "Hey," which, by the way, his his brothers didn't even believe him. Yeah, until after he was crucified and resurrected, his brothers didn't even believe him, and then they became pillars in the church. If that's not evidence for the resurrection, the deity, and the resurrection of Christ, I don't know what else is. But his brothers were telling him, "Go to Jerusalem." Do all these signs openly and publicly. And Jesus knew if he did, if he went then at the place we were in John 7, which is the Feast of Booths, he would be crucified. And he said, well, my hour has not yet come. Jesus knew what hour he, what hour was his to be crucified and therefore glorified. And that's like, you you, you see that in John 17. Um, But to the point of setting your face, this is actually a fulfillment of prophecy as well. Isaiah 50, you see you see the suffering servant uh, speak here. The Lord has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. Morning mm-hmm. by morning, he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. I n- turned not backwards. I Listen to this. I gave my back to those who strike and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. Mm-hmm. Verse seven, here it is. But the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint. And I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Behold, all of them will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Uh, And then he continues, but you see clearly in Old Testament scripture pointing to the suffering servant who will be spit upon, whose beard will be pulled, who will be mocked, who will be disgraced, yet he has set his face, he has set his face towards Jerusalem, towards the cross to suffer for us.
0: And and, and a neat part about that is that this is not Jesus going to the cross unwillingly. This is not Jesus, you know, trying to save us from the wrath of his angry dad. And he's going, oh man, I just got to save these people. Uh, But in Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, it says, uh, looking to Jesus, the founder perfecter perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And so what we got to do is we got to realize this whole time that Jesus is on earth, making his way to Jerusalem, entering in on on Palm Sunday. He's doing it for the joy that is set before him. He is not doing it reluctantly. He is not doing it... um, out of of any sense of rebellion or anything, but he is doing it in the perfect will of God, and he has joy. He has joy as he obeys the Father. He has joy as he's coming to demonstrate and to show the very love of God for us as humans. Uh, He does it for the joy of saving his bride. And so as we see Jesus coming in on Palm Sunday, he knows exactly what is going to happen later that week on Friday, and Jesus has joy. Now, that doesn't mean he's looking forward Forward in some type of uh, crazy way to the death, to the pain that he has, but he knows the glory that it brings to the Father, the love and the grace that it brings to us, and so uh, we, we got to keep that in perspective as we're seeing that Jesus is coming uh, to the cross here and entering into Jerusalem. That's a great point. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. It, it, Thank you. It, it, I'm glad <laughs> to make a good point there. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. Um, So, so we're here in, in Palm Sunday. Uh, Okay, if you could, all right, here's, here's us being spontaneous. Uh, If you could, if you could summarize just real shortly, what do you want your people to know? What do you want us to know in, you know, a couple sentences about the importance of this day? Maybe it's summarizing some of the things we've said, or maybe it's something different, but what do we need to know?
1: I think, um, tomorrow what's, what's great about the team that I have around me, I have Chris who's preaching tomorrow and I'm excited to hear him, uh, uh, Preaches just we've been chatting about a little bit throughout the week, and, and it's just been neat to see um, how God is just filling His heart <laughs> yeah. um, with with words and wisdom and, and Scripture. Um, so I'm excited about what He's going to bring tomorrow. Um, and and just in our conversation yesterday, he he's he's taking all all three of, of the gospel narratives, uh, the Synoptics, uh, and comparing the. The triumphal entry. And, uh, and his comment to me yesterday was, you know, the end of the pericope, the, the, the end of, of, of that little section of, of Jesus entering Jerusalem really is how he weeps. Hmm. It's when he weeps over Jerusalem and he says, if only you knew that for which would bring you peace. Yeah. If only you knew. So here's the king, the king of the universe, the king of the cosmos, who took on human flesh, entered in the city of the king, Jerusalem. In fact, Jerusalem, which means peace, Salem, it's peace. And his own people reject him. His own people, they want peace on their terms and their ways, and, and they want it to look like a political, ethnic um, deliverance from Rome, which we talked about. But he's bringing peace of far more importance, far more importance than just oppression in the here and now. Because the Jews were oppressed. They were persecuted. Uh, The Christians were oppressed. They were persecuted. Continue to be. They continue to be to this day. We continue to be to this day. But the peace God gives us through Jesus, his son, is peace with God. Yeah. And that's far more important. He is our king of peace. He is our prince of peace. He brings us peace with God. Um, th- that would be that would be the 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 primary takeaway I would want our people uh, to walk away with, and and that He desires it for us and for His people. I mean, it's with great passion. Yeah, I mean, it's called Passion Week for a reason. Um, it was not without emotion. It was not without trial. Uh, the week. Uh, Jesus had as, as, as what's lined out for us in the gospel was full of tears I mean sweating blood in the garden knowing that this kind of pain and this kind of contempt was being brought on him and yet as you read in Hebrews it was for joy it was for the joy set before him what was the joy Nick?
0: What was the joy set before him? The joy that was set before him, as he endured the cross and he despised the shame. Uh, despised the, the shame that he, and he's now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Um, the joy is is that he would accomplish all that God would have him, and that God would be glorified. Um, it was the very glory of God that yeah. we, through his death, would be saved, and death. God is exalted. God is glorified.
1: And 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 we're part of that joy, right? Yeah. As his bride, like part of his joy is that he has a bride. Oh, totally, the bride of Christ.
0: That 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 he has saved a people for himself. Well, I, I think going to like Mark ten forty five, where it says, "For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many." I mean, Jesus is giving his life as a ransom. He's entering into Jerusalem. Knowing mm-hmm. that he is going to be laying down his life, he's entering yeah. in on a on a on a donkey, but he will be walking out carrying a cross. Um, yeah, and, you know, we but we just have to picture. see that. You know, one of the things, if I was to ask myself like that same question,
1: uh, hey Nick, <laughs> if there's one thing you want your church to know to walk away with um, from you know, this podcast, since you're not you know preaching on. Palm Sunday, but you're one of those rogue. Baptist whoa, 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 I, I'm pastor. preaching
0: on Palm Sunday. Wait, not, not preaching the Palm Sunday passage. All right, so that? hold on <laughs> real quick. So I, I'm in Jonah. I love Jonah. I'm preaching through Jonah. It's been amazing. So now we're in Jonah chapter four. And so at the end of Jonah, uh, God is making, God is is revealing the sin of Jonah, and He's showing him his need for repentance, and and through a series of events, Jesus base or God basically says, "Should I not pity Nineveh, the hundred and twenty thousand people that are in Nineveh that do not know their right hand nor their left?" And the whole point is that these people, they have absolutely no hope. They're in spiritual darkness unless they hear the gospel. Um, the gospel is the only hope that they have for salvation. And so, uh, so it's very much a Palm Sunday message. This is why Jesus Good. came. He came so <laughs> that we, who are all of humanity, who cannot tell their right hand from their left, you know, speaking yeah. spiritually of ourselves, that we could have hope and salvation. So no, I am not an atypical Palm Sunday message, and I, and I get that. <laughs> but I will say, man, I'm excited because, I mean, just as you know, and we talk about every message ultimately brings us to Jesus. Yeah. and points to Jesus and what he has done, what he, uh, what he has accomplished. And even in Jonah chapter four, it, it leads us right to this Passion Week and the whole point of why Christ has come. But, uh, so I like your answer a lot to, to the question. So I don't know that I would say this would be my primary takeaway. Uh, but one thing I do see uh, is Jesus is, Came, empowered by the Spirit, to do the very mission that God has called him to do, and we have to see that that he's both man and he's God, and, and he's both of those at, at, at all the time, and, and so we can't say, well, he's more God at this moment or more man at this moment. He's 100% God, 100% man, and he's he's going to the cross, and and this this was hard. This was a difficult mission. I mean, in the garden, we will see that he's literally sweating drops of blood. And so one thing I I would say is, I want us to see the love, the determination, the focus that that Jesus has for the very mission that God has. And and then part of me, I want to see that 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 same spirit who's in Jesus is now in us. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples Mm -hmm. of all nations. Jesus has laid down his life. He willingly went into the lion's den so that he could come out triumphant. And the way he came out triumphant was through death. And so Jesus now calls us to follow him, to take up our cross, yeah. And we can go, man, I don't know if I can do this. This is going to be hard. I mean, we, we can come up with our reasons and our excuses, and I get it. And, and they're hard, and, and I wrestle with those also. But the same, the same spirit who is in Jesus is the same spirit who is in us now, empowering us, directing us, guiding us so that we also— uh, can do the very mission that God has called us to do, which is to to go make disciples, to go share the gospel. And if that means laying down our lives, we know that we can do that because the Spirit is in us. So again, I I wouldn't say that would be my primary takeaway. Of course, the primary takeaway is like you have said, this is what Jesus is doing for the glory of God, coming and ransoming his life so that we could be saved and have salvation. Uh, But on this uh, you know secondary you know kind of application and the Spirit's in us. Hmm. and and Jesus enters in with joy. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I just I just see the necessity also of us as the church understanding today that Christ mm-hmm. is in us, is with us, empowering us, strengthening us, so we can live lives. Um, as he has done for us. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that's probably a little bit how I would answer that. Cool. Yeah. Wonderful.
1: Um, um, anything else? Anything else we want to say about Palm Sunday before we sign off? We're actually so, doing pretty good. So let's it's, say
0: this. Um, we're we're going to do a Good Friday message, which mm-hmm. is going to go out Friday morning. Right. Probably. I would hope so. <laughs> so we're, we're hoping that this is going to go out Friday morning. Uh, we're also going to do an Easter message, uh, all, all in the resurrection. And and let me ask you this: Are are we doing a Saturday message like the whole in between? Do, do we doing that? We talked about it. I I, I say if we do, then let's do it. Uh, It'll be a surprise. Let's let's record it, yes. (laughs) So maybe maybe there'll be like a bonus message on Saturday. Um, But yeah, we thought, you know, coming into this week, uh, why... Why just do one or, or why try to capture everything in one podcast? So this week, primarily looking at Palm Sunday, we'll check out Good Friday, possibly a crazy Saturday between the the death and resurrection. Uh, you have to just find out if we do that yeah. one because <laughs> we don't know. Stay tuned, folks. And, Stay tuned. And then we will do a, and then we'll definitely we'll do, do resurrection. resurrection and that'll yeah. either go out Saturday or Monday. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're doing. But I'm excited. I'm excited. Man, I love Easter. In fact, every every Sunday in one sense is a celebration of Easter, uh, just because mm-hmm. the fact that there is Easter, the death and resurrection of Christ, we have hope. That's why we preach. That's why there's a church. Um, and yet, what I love about Easter is we do, we get to just specifically look at the cross. We get to specifically look yeah. at the death and resurrection of Christ. So this is a pretty cool time.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, w- I would just add one more thing, just as, as we're thinking back to Palm Sunday. Bobby
0: always likes to, you know, add one more thing, try to have <laughs> those last words. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, man. A, well, I look forward to your one more things, just so you know. I hope so. Otherwise, I do. Like, uh, I would say I'm not on the edge of my seat, but I feel like I'm on the edge of my seat.
1: Well, I, I would say this. <laughs> the life and ministry of Jesus fills so many fulfill so many Old Testament prophecies and Palm Sunday is riddled with them. And we didn't get into much uh, today just because we wanted to really make sure we look at the big picture. Um, but if you really want to study and dig into uh, all the different um, nuances uh, to, to how scripture was fulfilled in his entry, I mean, you, you, can, look, you can look at uh, the direction from which Jesus enters the temple, the gate in which he enters, um, the fact that Palm Sunday is also Lamb Selection Day. What does that mean for, for who Jesus is uh, as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? Um, it, 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 there's just a wealth of, of implications Uh, for who Jesus is and how scripture pointed to the day that the king would enter Jerusalem to save a people. And there will be a day that our king will return from the east, from the sky, to the holy city to gather his people. That's the day we all look to. We look to the day of his return. Uh, That's the last, and wait, uh, and and that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Awesome. Um, Well, how about you want to close us up in prayer? Sure. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we
1: look to you this Sunday, as we look to your, um, your triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Would you press upon us that you are our king. You are the king who laid down your life for your people. You are the king who purchased, who ransomed, who bought your bride by your blood. You are the king who brings us peace with God. You are the king of the cosmos. There is no God beside you. So as we set our hearts to, to think on your passion, so as we set our hearts to think on your cross, Lord, on your crucifixion and on your death this week, would you draw us to worship? Would you draw our eyes and our hearts towards you, towards your word, towards scripture? Lord, would you put it in us to dig deeply, to to dive deeply into your word, Lord, and to be fed by you. And Lord, would you show us, would you reveal to us the glory of your resurrection? And what that means for us as your redeemed people, that we also, because you had died and because we have died with you, we will also be raised with you. May we live our life in response to Passion Week. We pray this
0: in Jesus' name, amen. Well, you have been listening to Satisfied in Christ. You can check out our website, satisfiedinchrist.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. So proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, If you have any questions or if if there are things that you'd like us to talk about, uh, whether they're different texts in the Bible, different uh, theological positions, or or really whatever, uh, you can go into our website, And you're more than welcome to uh, leave comments or leave questions, and we'd love to address those. Um, This is satisfiedinchrist.life.